0: What the, what the, what the, what is wrong with the world today? And what is going on right? I'm in a great mood. I'm in a great mood. Welcome. It's the Loftus Party. Uh, and there was like a little Beastie Boys thing. What the, what the, what you want? So,
1: <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>
0: I, I don't know. I'm going to be all over the board. I'm like, I'm like a, a squirrel in a room full of acorns.
1: <laughs> How's it going? This week has uh, just been nutty.
0: It has been. Look yeah. at that. Just rolling with the whole squirrel thing. It's been the craziest week. Mm-hmm. Not the crazy, but it's been up there. So first of all, I want to check in with you uh, with your health, your emotional and physical well-being. How you doing?
1: I'm doing fine. The ick finally left me. I have no more cough, no more nothing. I feel great.
0: You sound good. Thank you. You sound healthy. Now, is there a secret like uh, liberty concoction that you had or, you, or did you kill it all? With uh, with whiskey and craft beer.
1: Uh, probably killed some of it with craft beer, and the rest was vitamin C. I think.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. There was a guy, uh, Linus Pauling, who I believe is the only guy who won Nobel Prize for science and peace, or he won two of them. But he was a big, big uh, vitamin C guy. It affected my. I try to. I try to like O D on vitamin C.
1: It's one of those things you actually can't O D on, so don't ever think you took too much.
0: That's right. that's yep. what that's what Linus Pauling's thing was. Mm-hmm. Linus Pauling was like vitamin C. He thought it was like the cure all. I think he lived to be like a hundred and one. So there you go. We are a minute and forty seconds in, and we're all are already learning stuff.
1: Saving lives.
0: We are. Okay. Now I know it might not feel like this uh, to the to the casual uh, listener, but i'm I'm of the frame of mind that i'm I'm doing so much winning. I'm almost getting tired of it. Like I oh, <laughs> I'm dear. so I'm so happy with the way this whole uh, Trump administration is just cranking right along. It, there's there's just delightfulness left and right, left and right.
1: What are you particularly delighted about?
0: Well, okay, I'm already off book. I know we wanted to we wanted to start with something else, but like I have to go with like the shiny object in front of me. I I saw uh, Scott Pruitt, the head of the EPA, on on Meet the Press with uh, Chuck Sleepy Eyes Todd, mm-hmm. and that guy was good hire. That Scott Pruitt dude, he, he explained. Oh my goodness, he explained uh, the Paris Agreement and why we needed to get out of it, and how it was uh, bad for this and wrong for that, and. It everything about us getting out of that agreement is fantastic. And Chuck Todd was like, well, no, it's actually only blah, blah, blah. And Scott Pruitt goes, no, that's not true. That's not true. The actual number is blah, blah, blah. And and like Chuck Todd was like literally like, uh, 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 uh. And he tried another tack. And Scott Pruitt's like, no, that's not true. That's not true. It's actually, but I mean, he was loaded for bear and he did it all with a smile on his face and he was good natured and he wasn't smarmy. He just had that, like he was, it's what I love to see. Someone who was just wrapped up in a big fluffy blanket of the truth and you can shake your sticks at him and you can tell him there's a boogeyman in the closet and you can tell him the tree outside is haunted, but he's not afraid. Because he's got his big uh, blanket of truth. His staff and his shield will comfort thee.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, certainly um, all of the hyperventilating uh, all over the nation about us withdrawing from this non-binding treaty, I might say. Yes. Um, you know, is just putting more CO2 into the air. So I think everybody just needs to calm down.
0: It's so here's the of the many, many wonderful things that I love about it. Mm-hmm. Of the many things that I love about it, like our CO two emissions. Let's say it is CO two. Let's just say, let's say all the science is is settled and it's correct. Our CO two levels already pre nineteen ninety four. Okay, and here's the other great thing about it, and and they act like. This is the thing that like – this is their big argument, uh, and, and it's like to me it's just like a big affirmation of everything I believe about being a, a conservative or a libertarian or whatever the hell I am. They're like, well, now that Trump uh, – and now that the federal government says they're not going to do it, you know what's going to ha- – states are going to do it, and mayors are going to do it, and private citizens are going to do it. And I'm like, that's awesome.
1: That's, <laughs> that's great. That's, that's, that's how this is all supposed to work. You know what I saw that killed me, right? As this Mm. whole thing was blowing up the other day and oh the vapors and the fainting couches were out, you know. The CEO of General Electric bemoaned the fact that energy efficiency and being a good citizen is now put on private companies. I think that's fantastic.
0: Yeah. And they're the ones that
1: have the the incentive to make things cheaper, more efficiently, (laughs) with less waste. So Put him I, in charge of it.
0: I swear, I love it when these people, and it's like their big attack. You know, private companies are going to have to do okay.
1: All l- right, how about
0: it? Yeah, you had. You had but, uh, I mean, this
1: li- is the CEO of General Electric, Jack yeah. Welch would have punched him in the head for that. <laughs> you know, it's
0: listen. I I never, uh, I'm and I and I'm trying to fight being uh, being a total cynic, but I I kind of remember when. Uh, GE was in tight with the Obama administration, and they, you know, they didn't pay any taxes. And when, when, when big business is like, "Oh, this Paris Accord is super, super important," I call BS. Mm-hmm. I, I go, "No. How about, how about you just compete? How about you just compete? Yes, how about sir. America doesn't pay for everything and you just compete? If you love this, and you think it's such a great idea to make these high." energy efficiency, super, it runs on algae and leprechaun farts, uh, go for it. Go for it.
1: Well, and we might get to a valid product that runs on algae and leprechaun farts. But yeah. the government isn't going to get us there. It no. never has. It didn't create the automobile. It didn't create Silicon Valley. Any type of – any type – of fundamental innovation like that has always come from the private sector. So yeah, we'll I love get how they there. feel like
0: Elon Musk. Elon Elon Musk isn't going to do it anymore. Elon Musk. Elon Musk is going to do it whether he's on the president's council or not. That dude's got uh, roof shingles that are solar panels. Mm-hmm. That guy's going to Mars. Like I, I can't believe Elon Musk has the time to be on any kind of. <laughs> presidential council that dude just used a uh, a reusable rocket for the first time it's amazing yeah,
1: now he needs to go do stuff not sit on a council for sure
0: exactly and but non-binding agreement just not, get that ta- just get that tattooed on the back of your hand and every time that you reach for a kleenex that you're so sad about the paris accord just look at the words non-binding no then, one has to do anything the only thing that had to happen is uh we had to write a big fat check every couple of months
1: Look at it this way. We had just moved in with the rest of the world to see how it was going to work out. We had not put a ring on the finger. Mm-mm.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And not Good only that, Trump. you
1: look you look at our CO2 emissions and Western Europe's CO2 emissions, again, all below 1994 levels. Do you know who didn't have to do anything about their CO2 emissions until 2030? Russia. China.
0: India. China.
1: <laughs> Ever all been to the Beijing? Big... Yeah. God.
0: Yeah. I saw this thing on Twitter the other day and some architect, and I don't know how he plans on doing it, uh, but building skyscrapers that have trees on the outside. I don't know where the roots go, but I'm like uh, Beijing should just do that. I I think it would be like awesome to look at. Can you imagine a skyscraper that's just all trees on the outside?
1: The trees would be dead in Beijing. You have to wear a mask to walk around the city.
0: No, that you'd have these huge, wonderful uh, tree skyscrapers that would be cleaning the air. It'd be fantastic.
1: I don't know. I think China's built enough buildings that are now empty. That's why they kept moving their financial centers and their industrial centers all around the country. So they build all these buildings to keep people employed, and then they move it again, and those buildings just don't get used. they're 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 planning, they really, they're planning for urban areas leaves a little bit to be desired
0: I'd love to hopefully Hollywood can get in there and start using those as sets because I used to think that that was like an urban uh myth, but it's it's true they have these big giant mm-hmm. like ghost cities that yep. <laughs> it's so creepy, but like hey uh you know if you've got a zombie movie or an apocalypse movie uh it seems like they've got they've got that'd be a great set to have. It's <laughs> just a giant, empty city with huge buildings and stuff. Okay, so I'm thrilled about the Paris Accord. Uh, uh, I love – oh my gosh, the other great one is uh, Megan Kelly's show comes out, I guess, tonight. We're, we're recording this on a Sunday. <clears throat> they showed a clip from her show, her, her big interview with Vladimir Putin. It was hilarious because she's asking Vladimir Putin about – You had your picture taken at a dinner table with uh, with General Flynn. And what's your relationship like with General Flynn? And there's a moment where it goes to the translator. Then Putin literally starts laughing. (laughs) He literally he starts chuckling. And then he goes, you and I, you and I, Megan, Kelly, you and I have a closer relationship than I had with General Flynn. I know you so much better. (laughs) He goes, I I showed up, I sat at a table, I got up, I gave a speech, I went back to the table, I looked over, I said hello to this guy, I left. As I'm leaving, they're like, you know, that's General Flynn. Uh, That's a a guy from the the Trump administration. Oh, awesome, good.
1: (laughs) He... he
0: if he is if he is just like lying through his teeth, that guy is the best liar ever. Well. It was fantastic.
1: I'm not saying I don't believe that. I'm just saying, you know, I think I think he's told a couple of whoppers. Maybe just one or two. Oh.
0: But Oh, uh, listen, I'm not saying he he tells the truth about everything. Good mm-hmm. lord, no. Uh however, and that's that's the other thing I hate that like you have to do like these people who do this um uh preemptive it seems like that's the, the that's the way you have to do like a preemptive smackdown on the president or anyone in his administration before you can say something good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, I, don't, I don't agree with all Trump's policies. And I I wasn't for Donald Trump. But I will say this. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, why can't we just be like, that was great. That was awesome. <laughs> like, I hate that. Like, it's like almost like. You know, like back in the olden days when you when you meet somebody uh, that's above your station, you would have to bow or you would have to curtsy or you'd have to do something like – it's like a, a little unspoken rule of polite society. You have to say some crappy thing about uh, the president or his administration in order to pay them a compliment. It's that's like, that's like the only way to be taken seriously in polite society. I don't like Trump. I didn't vote for the guy, but I will – he's doing – he's not doing so bad when it comes to – I just hate that. Well, I
1: know, and it and it's worse than that. We talked about Jimmy Fallon, I think, a week or two ago. He took he took what a bunch of heat for not being mean enough.
0: Yes, and then he had to come back and go, I was actually that was my that was my super secret way of being mean, you guys. Yeah. My super I was trying to demean him by being nice. What a what a world we live in. What a world where you have to do that. Yeah. Well. Okay, so we have to tackle tackle this. I really wanted to – and I'm still going to try to do it, so this is just a heads up. I'm not being flip uh, or flippant. I'm not being uncaring, but like I want to do a fun, funny podcast about the news. This is um, very hard to be funny about, and I don't want to do anything in poor taste. However, we have to discuss uh, Manchester. We have to discuss uh, London. Mm-hmm. Which happened uh, last night.
1: Yep
0: before before we get to the fun topic of, of Kathy Griffin and Wonder Woman. Not that Kathy Griffin is Wonder Woman. That's completely completely different topics. <laughs> <clears throat> However, London uh, they just had a they just had a a van incident. Uh, three guys in a van on London Bridge running over pedestrians. They hop out of the van. They start uh, stabbing people. Uh, hard. To, it's going to be hard to go with the lone wolf on this one.
1: No, I think last time and
0: there's three of them.
1: Well, last I saw, they've actually arrested twelve. Okay, but I don't. I don't even really understand who came up with the whole lone wolf idea because it's like one of the biggest pack animals there is. So they might send one wolf out to do the dirty work, but there's there's a whole pack of them behind them. I promise you.
0: Yeah, I think I think we can put the lone wolf thing uh, to rest. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just f- f- forever. I know it was like a narrative that the media tried and. Uh, Uh, I, I have, I've reached my limit on this. Like to me now, uh, the travel ban, the travel pause. And that's the other thing. Like Joe Scarborough last night, the president's like, okay, there was another terrorist attack. We really gotta, we gotta be smart about this and, uh, reconsider the travel ban. Mm -hmm. And then Joe Scarborough's like, look at this idiot. He used the word travel ban. He's going to lose in court. What a moron. And I'm like, really? That's 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 who you want to go after, Joe Scarborough? Like, is anybody like? And this is what I did the the video about. It's 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 on YouTube. I I I really really encourage everyone uh, to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and check it out. My my thoughts on Manchester. We are we're we're in a, a different level of uh, of risk here. This is not this isn't something like uh, you know, oh, we'll have a concert and we'll sing that's great. Have a concert saying that's wonderful. however, uh, and this was the what I was saying in the in the video, if this was a a restaurant, if, if you take radical Islam and Islamic ex- extremists out of it, if this was a restaurant, people would be losing their minds. Mm-hmm. A restaurant, uh, you know, uh, a burger hut in Paris, uh, killed a bunch of people. And then a burger hut in Sweden, uh, uh, killed a bunch of people. And then a burger hut uh, in London killed a bunch of people. And then a burger hut in San Bernardino killed a bunch of people. If all, if if this, if you had this kind of body count coming out of a fast food restaurant since 2015, people would be losing their minds. Yep. And I just, I just want to live in reality. And and to now, and and I, I said this in the video. Oh, he's an Islamophobe. Go ahead and call me that. Go ahead. If if that if that gets us into the conversation, so be it. So be it. But I tell you, I want I want more than a travel pause. I want to shut it down. I want to shut it down.
1: Well, I think the idea of the pause, if you look at the language of the EO, at least the first draft, and I believe this is contained in the second draft as well. The whole idea of this pause is to say. Where is it safe for us to admit people from? Where yes. can we do the kind of vetting we want to do and understand? So you know all these journals, oh what happened to Trump's better vetting of refugees in ninety days? Well, you all stopped him. <laughs> y'all I guess they're him. not even if they're you, not
0: even allowed to study it.
1: Not even allowed to study
0: the the measures that they would put in place. There was a guy. Oh my gosh, I saw him uh, being interviewed on the news recently. Uh, he works for like the uh, – I think not the TSA or, or something, some some big high muckety-muck, but he's like we're not allowed to even – because they were asking – because the question is like, OK, let's say the travel uh, ban slash pause goes into effect. What What is uh, super vetting? What is extreme vetting? And no one knows and no one will talk about it, and this dude was saying we're not even allowed to – to like look into it as to like what methods they would do, like looking at somebody's Facebook. I don't know. It all seemed uh, very murky. Here, here, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to. Uh, I think to- I think Trump's uh, first take on this thing when he when he was on the campaign trail, he's like, I want to I want to ban people from these countries until we can figure out what the heck is going on.
1: Well, and and I think largely that if you look at the actual text of the executive order. That's exactly what they're doing. Not, they're, they're going to take a look at the processes by which people get approved to come to this country, make sure they're uniform, make sure the data collection is what it needs to be, start tracking incidents that happen within the countries and where those people are from. You can't manage a problem if you can't collect information. And the biggest yeah. barrier to this point has been a lack of information. I, uh, Theresa May came out today and gave what for a British prime minister, was a pretty um, shocking speech. I mean, I'm sure there's people in the world who want more, but she actually used the word Islamist extremism. I was like, whoa, that's Europe? Okay. Um, But she actually talked about the fact that their security services have actually thwarted five other attacks in the last two weeks.
0: See, this goes right to my restaurant metaphor, and it's like, People are talking, and this was happening this morning on the the Talking Head Show. They're talking about, well, did the police know, and were these guys on a list? It's like, okay, you have a a a restaurant that has locations all over Europe and a few little new locations in the United States, and these restaurants, uh, their employees go crazy uh, and they kill people, and we're having arguments about the condiments, like, did uh, is the is the ketchup safe? Why? Why weren't they looking at the ketchup? Hey, listen, you got a problem with the restaurant, you guys.
1: (laughs) Exactly, and and I think Theresa May started down that road for the UK today, which will be a large departure from the rest of her uh, allies in Europe. Um, Elections coming up next Thursday over there. Supposedly Trump's thinking about making a visit to show solidarity. Uh, You know, you can't anybody who believes that people or the vast majority of people – I won't speak for all people because there are some people who would disagree with me here um, – I don't believe all Muslims are bad. If you want to call me an Islamophobe for having a serious problem with the ones that want to like cut off my head, I yeah. guess I'm going to have to live with that. But these people who want to equivocate, morally equivocate that all of Islam is equal—it's not. It's not, and that's the problem. You can't even begin the discussion because as soon as you begin the discussion, they immediately assume you're talking about all Muslims,
0: which exactly. is just not the case. Right, and that's and that's just that's just um, a, a boring argument. Mm-hmm. You and I are on the same page, and I think. I think most Americans are on the same page. Uh, you know, all Christians aren't alike, all Jewish people aren't alike, but blah, 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 blah. the list goes on and on. However, uh, we, <laughs> we got to I don't want to import any new problems. No. I, that's that's uh that's just all. The, I had this idea. I had this idea. This is a, just a crazy idea, but like, you know, we do Michael Topia at the end of the show. And if I really was the leader, of uh, of the of Michael Topia and I could do whatever I want. I, I was thinking about this. I was toying around with this. So if you're a uh, a terrorist and you're like, well, and this is why these guys in in London had the fake bombs. They had the fake bombs strapped to them. Uh, I think to make sure that the police would shoot and kill them, mm-hmm. right? So so they wouldn't get taken alive, and so they could become martyrs. Because that's to to them that's it. They have they have reached the gates of paradise. They are now done. What about this idea? And you send this letter around uh, to the mosques and you send uh, out people in suits to say this. Like if you are considering uh, doing an act of terrorism, you're going to get killed in the attack. uh, And then you know what we're going to do? We're going to grab your family who is still here and we are going to send them to Libya or we're going to send them to uh, Syria. So – while you might be in the gates of uh, paradise, uh, your family's going to be really, really hurt in terms of you're, we're going we're gonna to take their property we're, and, and everything, and so uh, they get to go live in a cave in Syria. How about that?
1: Well, that might or might not work because in reality, um, it is the highest calling you can have if you believe in radical Islamic doctrine. So, right. So, what, the, happens what, the so leave, you, what happens to the people you leave be, behind is really not a concern. You're talking about people who truly believe they have nothing left to lose because they're contributing to the cause.
0: I'm talking about the other side of it. Mm-hmm. If 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 dad comes home every day from work where he works in a fish and chip shop on the south end of Manchester, and he comes home from the fish and chip shop and uh, his, his little kid, Ollie Jr., uh is making something weird in the garage that has a ticking noise and he's using a a, a bunch of uh, fertilizer and stuff i think you'll be a little bit quicker uh to call the police and say hey my son's up to no good to make sure you can still have your fish and chip shop
1: well i mean the the sad part of it is people did report the guy who did manchester I mean, I just think right now in Britain they are overwhelmed. I saw a statistic today that ding,
0: ding, 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 ding. The, there you the, go. In the
1: active, in the active surveillance, they have like four hundred thousand people. They have a couple thousand that have actually returned after fighting for ISIS in the Middle East. I think I, their I services you, are literally overwhelmed.
0: They have, they have, they have no clue. Mm-hmm. I've had uh, a but some friends of mine uh, a million years ago, a long, long time ago, uh, were writing. The chips movie and a a chips movie just came out. It came and went, I guess it was, it was horrible. Uh, These guys had a much better draft, had a much better take on it. Mm -hmm. This has got to be 10, 12 years ago. And they did these ride alongs with the LAPD. Yeah. And like our resources are stretched so thin. I feel bad talking about it. Mm -hmm. I really do. Like the whole thing is a grand illusion. Like people think, oh, my gosh, it's not – this is not like the FBI or or the British Secret Service that you see in movies. This is not James Bond. These are just like uh, regular people like you and me, and there's Mm -hmm. not enough of them. And there's these expectations where, oh, they're going to get everybody and they're going to do this and like – I, those poor souls, how they sleep at night! I, like the, you, sh- you shut your eyes. Like, oh, I missed one. Oh, I missed another one. Oh, I've got, I've got to do this. I got to do that. I, wish I had it. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. And I don't want to. I don't want to throw fuel onto the Big Brother fire. I don't. Here's what I don't want. And this is what I think is like super dangerous. Is You go, oh, we need more cops, we need more military, we need more FBI, we need more CIA, we need more NSA, we need more. Like you had Lindsey Graham talking about, we need to listen, we need to look at everybody's emails, we need to, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. How about there is a hungry uh, lion that lives among us? Let's get rid of a lion instead of uh, talking about here's we can put ankle brace, let's on all the sheep. No. <laughs> let's, right. get rid of, let's get rid of the lion before we start doling over all this cuz I tell you that's what's going to be. They're going to look for funding, they'll look for for money and that's da- that's dangerous. Then well, you really have Big Brother.
1: When all when all of this started going down during the Obama administration, one of the most detrimental things that happened was, you know, we started forbidding surveillance of certain mosques and things like that. We know to some degree, which mosques tend to be radicalized and which organizations tend to be radicalized, and Ob- the Obama administration removes surveillance from all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that ain't uh that ain't good.
1: No profiling.
0: Yeah, I oh.
1: <laughs> don't get me started.
0: Don't get me started. Don't get me started. I, uh... So, yeah, I want I want a, a longer uh, travel ban. I'm OK with with people coming here from other countries. Uh, here's the deal. It, we're a melting pot. But when you have uh, if you ever use like habanero uh, sauce or peppers uh, in a recipe, right, where are America's a melting pot and sometimes you get a bunch of Italians and you're like, "Ooh, that's a lot of Italians. And then. Uh, they kind of assimilate, and it becomes part of the culture, and everything gets better. Like, oh, here comes a bunch of Irish people, and oh, man, that's a lot of potatoes. That's a lot of potatoes. But then they kind of assimilate, and it becomes part of our great soup. We got some uh, – we're using way too much habanero now. Yeah. And
1: <laughs> Well, I mean it's, it's –
0: Habanero re- is radical Islam.
1: <laughs> if- <laughs>
0: and we need to, like, stop putting habanero in the recipe. I know you think habaneros Mexican people, but it's not. I'm, I'm mixing my metaphors here, people. <laughs> but we need to slow down on the habanero until this uh, simmers down. And just look at history, man. Oh man, I've said it before on the podcast. This, this, this is a battle for the control of Islam. It is a battle. I know, and and it happens every couple hundred years, mm-hmm. and usually, usually it stays to the Middle East. But now we live. In this world with with jet travel and everybody's going everywhere, you, you've got to – listen, I don't know what the solution is. I just don't want to be an innocent bystander in the whole thing. Let's confine this fight to the Middle East. And, and I tell you what, the other thing that happens every couple hundred years is all the wonderful people, all the good Muslims uh, stand up for themselves. They're like, we're tired of this, and they end it. And then you have a couple hundred years of peace. And then some radical new things starts up. I don't want it in my backyard. I just don't want to be uh, an innocent bystander.
1: No, and I and I think there's a lot of people in a lot of different countries that are starting to feel that way. I think this is going to have an impact on the British election. I think it had an impact on the French election. Um, I, You know, I, I think the more... That people are told by these well-educated elites that don't be Islamophobic, we're multicultural, we're this, we're that, the other thing, the angrier they are going to become as they continue. I mean, this week is the the anniversary of Orlando. What was that, 47 people that were killed in a nightclub? Yeah. The more people become affected by this personally the angrier they will become and that that entire line of speech and talking is just going to be put to an end um you know and and no we're not multicultural we may be pluralistic but if you're going to live in america if you're going to live in britain if you're going to live in germany if you're going to live in sweden you have to to some degree adopt western values of free speech property rights you know freedom of association and other things. And, and the long and the short of it is there are pockets of people in Islam who do not, they cannot be here.
0: Yeah. I, I've saw some statistics and it's, it's, I always try to stay away from this whole subject. It's just so dicey, you know, but unless people do start talking about this in an open and frank way, we're, we're doomed. So that's why we're talking about it on, on today's show. Uh, like, there's like seven courts in in uh, in England that are just like Sharia law courts. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to have that. No,
1: you Th- can't that's, have
0: that here. No, you're either under the law of of England or you're under. If you want Sharia law, go to Sharia land. Welcome. You're you're going back to Syria. You're going back to to Libya or Iraq or Iran wherever else you want to live. But you're obviously choosing. Uh, you want this more than the country you move to. So so you got to go. And the other fact is like 60 uh, percent of uh, uh, Islamic uh, folks in, in England say they wouldn't turn in. Th- they wouldn't call the authorities. So you got to go. Like I, I – I, it's, it's – we, we've reached a point I think where it's like uh, why, why are you living in England? Like why are you there? Well,
1: because it's much safer than where they come from.
0: Right. And Mm -hmm. you want you want your culture and you don't want English culture. Right. You have to go. That's my that's I was I'm all for my Irish heritage and we have parades and I've got, you know, pubs and all this other stuff. But uh, but I'm not going around hitting people with a shillelagh going, no, I'm allowed to do that. I'm Irish. No, I'm not. I I live by the laws (laughs) of this country. I'm I'm not. getting drunk and whacking people upside the head for defending my lucky charms. <laughs> right. So yeah. I'm no. a, and the somebody on Facebook the other day was like, so why isn't Saudi Arabia? Because as we were saying other, uh, Saudi Arabia, they have like hospitals and they keep records and you can actually vet the people to a certain extent.
1: Right. They actually Saudi. have documents and other things. Not only that, there's a new king. Um, so it, it's not necessarily the same as it was a couple years ago. I'm not saying they're great partners, but exactly the best partner we can find in the middle East right now, which is funny. It's like, as you were saying it,
0: I was about to say it like, and they are no angels. And it's like, like (laughs) we're doing the thing. Like you have to, you have to like slam on them a little bit before you can say the good thing.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know that there's like a lot of, Good, like just outright good stuff to say, but they at least seemed open to talking about, you know, Trump's plan to say, you know, you guys need to take care of this, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I think they certainly if, seem if to be more. anybody, yeah.
0: If there's anybody worried about terrorism, uh, you know, beyond the US and the UK and all those European, uh, the Saudis. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, yeah, Iran that, does not uh, like
1: them. At all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And hey, I t- Duke it out. Duke it out.
1: Yeah. They just want but get us, us out to just Get, out get for it out of England. Get it out of Sweden.
0: Get it Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's like, exactly. we just have to
1: take an unlimited number of Syrians. I'm like, who's gonna be left in Syria? I mean are just uh, gonna have like this completely empty country with Assad sitting on a chair. I'm and a I, couple I of guys started who it not like I, him. I
0: started I it know. as a joke. I started it as a joke, but I really, really, really feel that that's the solution sharia land send them send them to syria there you go good luck god bless you you don't like assad here's a slingshot have at it (laughs) dude good luck good luck to you
1: well and that was the other thing of course we all because there was tragedy we had to turn this into a gun debate i didn't realize how few i knew that it was rare and not all cops in London were armed, but I didn't realize how few of them actually were. There was a video out there of 15 cops chasing one guy with a knife. It literally took 15 guys to bring him down.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's did, a, how do you have
1: police a, officers that aren't armed? I just don't understand.
0: There's a uh, supposed alleged eyewitness account that's been making the rounds on social media. I don't want it to be true, but it says that these guys came out of the van. They started stabbing people. People started throwing – like people at the restaurant started throwing chairs mm-hmm. at, at the uh, the attackers. There was a couple policemen there, and they ran away. That's, that's what's alleged. I really don't want that to be true. Uh, but those guys didn't have the guns. And then the police that did have the guns showed up uh, and shot the guys. Right. I tell you, the Second Amendment, the second – and someone on Facebook – I said something on the Tucker Carlson show. I, I made a joke about – trying to find a safe space in, in Venezuela when you're digging through the garbage mm-hmm. looking for something to eat. And that's the thing I really took a lot of heat for uh, from people. But uh, I tell you what, Venezuela, that's that's if the citizens had guns, none of this would be going on. Right? None of it. We have the guns so our government doesn't get control. That's why we have the guns. So tyrants can't take over. And, I, 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 and this woman... And it was like uh, her message to me on Facebook, you know, I grew up in Venezuela and this, that, and she lives in America now and I'm ignorant and I don't know what I'm talking about. And the, you know, fake news says this, that and the other thing. And I was like, send me, send me links to websites. Where can I go? Where can I go? I just think that if the people, and I told her, I think if the, if the people in Venezuela had guns, this wouldn't be happening. Right. Never heard anything back from her.
1: Well, and also, try to engage it's, not, everybody it's, it's not that it's not true, and it's not that it's fake news, the reports coming out of Venezuela. I mean, there's so much footage, so many pictures. Um, socialism has killed more people nationwide than wars have, period. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. I tell you, uh, right now, the uh, the concert's going on in Manchester. I'm so glad Ariana Grande went back. I'm on record as saying uh that she didn't have to. Like I w- I wouldn't think I wouldn't think poorly of her uh no. if she didn't, but boy she's you know, she's got that spirit. She went back, she's she, she volunteered to pay for the funeral expenses for all the uh people who were murdered. Mm-hmm. Um and it, she's given a great show today. Katy Perry's on the show, uh Miley Cyrus, Coldplay. It's going to be a great show. It's going on as we speak. You know, I'm I'm totally uh, in support of that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. However, uh, I don't think that, uh, you know, throwing out a peace sign is going to stop anything. I, there's this no. whole there's this whole movement. And, and I, I, I love that. Uh, that's great that Katy Perry is so passionate about it. That's mm-hmm. great. <laughs> I think she's completely wrong. And I feel like like I'll be the grown up. So that you guys can have your concerts, and you can sing, and like, yes, we can hug it out, and love is all we need. Like, you guys enjoy your show. I'm going to go off with the grown-ups. Enjoy your birthday party. There there will be cake. But I'm going to go uh, pay for the clown who's bringing the balloons. I got to go drop some bombs on some people <laughs> to make right? sure that you can have your concert. Like. It's the, – the, the hypocrisy is just too much. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get com- crazy cynical. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the concert. Hug each other. Cry. Sing your little hearts out. Uh, however, the rest of the world has some decisions to make.
1: And some pretty serious ones.
0: And it's – you know what? This whole uh, love conquers uh, hate thing. Mm-hmm. Is is everywhere now. It's, it was in the Wonder Woman movie. Like Wonder Woman was throwing that out. I'm trying to figure out how to talk about the Wonder Woman movie without putting out a bunch of uh, spoilers. But Wonder Woman says to the big bad guy in that movie, you know, uh, love conquers hate. Love is more powerful. And uh, and and right before she uses her like magic lasso and her or her magic lasso and rope and her mat, <laughs> I just thought... I almost burst out laughing in the theater when Wonder Woman, the ultra-powerful Amazon weapon woman with the bracelets and the shield and the sword and the lasso and all these super killing. And then, and then she says this right before she. She kills the guy. Love, love is stronger than hate. And you know what's stronger than that? This giant lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic.
1: Overall, I liked the movie. Let's I do think, that. I Let's think talk maybe, Wonder I Woman. I think maybe in the context of that particular story, right, the, the love beats hate was probably not the wrong message. Probably why it didn't – because normally when like something from the mainstream media narrative like comes out in a movie or a television show like that, it really rankles me and that one didn't hit me the same way it hit you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in the context of the story, it kind of made sense. Um, I loved the way the director did the fight scenes. Like, they're sharp. I got to
0: tell you, that was – I was a little bit, like, enough with the slow motion. Like, I I get it. I get it. I think there was a little bit too much slow motion.
1: Too much slow motion? I, I actually liked it. So.
0: Here's the best scene in the movie for me, and this is not a spoiler. Uh, and I'll say this. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And in terms of a DC mm-hmm. uh, movie, uh, Detective Comics, DC – uh, in terms of them it, uh, they should be very very happy that 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 gives them another chance to fight it's better than Batman versus Superman uh it's better man it's better than the Superman movie mm-hmm. uh, uh it, it's this is a really good one and that and she's a fantastic Wonder Woman and it looked wonderful and the music was good I, I, I liked the movie a lot the best scene for me this is the one that just oh, stands out. And I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but it doesn't really ruin it. There's a scene where Wonder Woman, it's a World War I, it's trench warfare. Uh, and the group of people that Wonder Woman's going with is like, we, we can't stay here and fight. We have to keep moving. We have to stick to our mission. And Wonder Woman, this delightfully naive young lady, mm-hmm. says, no, w- this is going to stop right now. Uh, I can stop this. I can do something. And she just starts. That's the best scene. I could watch that scene on a loop for like an hour. Yeah. That was the best. The rest of the movie was kind of downhill for me after that. That was the best scene.
1: I, I thought that was a great scene. You know which character I didn't see enough of?
0: Chris Pine.
1: No, I saw enough of Chris Pine, his assistant. The little redheaded lady. I mean, oh, she was yeah. like a humor burst into the thing that just like went away.
0: You know what that is? What? That is um, that is the studio looking at the movie, going, "There's not enough humor here. Audiences like humor. Let's put this. Let's put a series of scenes in here so it'll test well. That's audience testing. That's all it is. Really? That was that's I where the movie. I wanted to see
1: more of her. She was entertaining.
0: the The movie. She you know what you know where she should have been in where Wonder, Wonder Woman Wonder Woman 2. She had no business being in that movie. It was that that's where the movie went off the rails for me. OK, the beginning was great. Amazon Island was great. Uh, Robin uh, Watch's girl as the Robin queen's Wright. sister. Mm-hmm. Robin Wright. She was fan. She was so Fantastic. good. I did. She was so good. I didn't think it was Robin Wright.
1: Me neither. <laughs> I found out up. after the movie.
0: I'm watching the, the credits.
1: I'm like, that was Robin Wright. Wow! She shows up on screen. I'm like, oh, look, good for
0: Robin Wright. And then she comes out with this accent that's so good. I'm like, oh, they hired a Robin Wright lookalike. She was fantastic. No, she was great. That was great. She meets Chris Pine. That was great. Mm -hmm. Uh, The battle scene on the beach. That was great. She decides to leave the island. She has to go do something and fight this war. That was great. And she is driven. I got to go kill Ares. I got to go kill this guy to stop this war. And then Chris Pine, they get to England and uh, she's like, you you promised you'd show me where Ares is. And he's like, well, I got to I got to uh, turn in this book first. And she's like, why? And he's and then he kind of sidesteps the question. Why? I'll tell you why. So we can do this gratuitous scene of you trying on dresses that adds nothing that adds nothing. It was like they had to force a way to do this little sidetrack into, oh, and then we'll bring in the the British uh, jokester lady.
1: I'm sorry. I liked her.
0: She was funny. She, no,
1: she was, was funny. funny. And you had to get her out of, like, the cape and the costume to be walking around World War I Europe. I mean, come on.
0: Here's what you do. They, uh, they, they, they land on – this is just me. This is just me being the writer. They go to England, and she's like, this is England? It's all, ha- awful. And he goes, yeah, it's not for everybody. And she said, you got to show me where Ares is. He goes, well, I have to turn in this book first. Why? Well, it's the key to stopping him. OK, I'll come with you. Then you cut to them walking down a hallway, and uh, she's like, I don't know why I have to wear this ridiculous outfit. I can't fight in this. He goes, listen, you'd stick out like a sore thumb. you do a joke there. Boom, you're covered. You don't need it. It was gratuitous.
1: Gratuitous. All right. I'll mm-hmm. give it to you as gratuitous. And then I'll uh give it whatever we'll
0: do I'll do a more in-depth uh dissection of Wonder One uh, later on, after more people have a chance to look at it. As but far like, as it
1: being an origin story, though, I thought it was a decent origin story. Oh yeah. Yeah. And oh, I that was think, great. I think also um it wasn't really Wonder One woman in that movie it was like the ingenue it was like the young woman kind of naive kind of
0: that's i am always yeah. a sucker for that i am a sucker whether it's a guy or whether it's a girl there was a movie and i was telling my kids this we all saw the big group of us went to see it uh there was a movie called splash a million years oh, yeah. ago mm-hmm Tom Hanks, yeah, mm-hmm. and she's this wonderfully naive uh, mermaid. That's she's on a mission to go get the man she loves. Mm-hmm. That movie's great. I would yep. watch it again. I would watch it again this afternoon. Now there's another movie, uh, Thor, where this incredibly naive guy comes to Earth. And you, I, you, he doesn't understand the culture, nope. and he's like – he has his first cup of coffee, and he's like, I love it. Bring me another. And he smashes the cup like he would do in Asgard. Right. And it's wonderful. I love that. And, and Wonder Woman had that opportunity. There's a wonderful moment uh, in the movie where she sees snow for the first time.
1: Yep, I saw – yep.
0: Give me more of that. Give me more of that.
1: Well, and here's the other thing I will say. Gal Gadot's eyes, like, can literally express – thousands of emotions she doesn't even have to say a word i tell you facial expressions i mean wow wow
0: i whoever discovered her the casting director whoever uh give them a raise Mm -hmm. Uh, because seriously i I would i would i would watch a movie called gal gadot eats
1: salad (laughs) (laughs) loved the costume too and then what um, an upgrade and then I would watch.
0: I would watch the sequel. Gal Gadot tosses.
1: <laughs> so, okay,
0: She's fantastic. She's no, fantastic. She is. The 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 costumes were great. Everything was great. Mm-hmm. Here's what happened. Halfway through the movie, you you. And this is like if you, if you go back. I, I would. I'm a fan. Okay. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I watch uh, the the animated movies. I watch the Justice League series. Wonder Woman's character can never understand why so much talking. Why are you guys sitting around talking? We need to go to battle. She's a warrior. Mm-hmm. And I think they figured that out about halfway through the movie that yikes, this doesn't track with the message, right? right? of of love love conquers hate. And so they really you can see where the 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 studio, somebody affected that because the script is so strong. It is so strong until they get to England and then it's the, it's the second it's the second and the third act. They make this bizarre uh, little twist. So it's then it's not bizarre. It, it's understandable. It's a good movie. They didn't hit it out of the park uh, in terms uh, but like Wonder Woman is it's she's wonderfully naive, especially in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I I really like that aspect of it and it gives me hope. Uh, for DC movies, and it gives me it gives me hope for the uh, for the Justice League movie. Really, now I'm, I find myself uh, getting excited about that.
1: I like the the preview parts with Ben Affleck and with her. I'm yes. not, and even Aquaman, I find a little bit entertaining, like in the previews. I, yeah, I, I'm just not sure how it all comes together.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think the Aquaman thing, Surfer Dude Aquaman. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Uh but we'll see. We will see. You've been and, surprised uh, before. Oh, I love being surprised. Yeah. I love being surprised. I like it about so, as much
1: as I like frosting. But anyway. Yeah.
0: You're such a weirdo. <laughs> such a weirdo. <laughs> like
1: if you wanted to torture me, you would throw me a surprise party.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah, not a would, I'm not ugh. a fan of surprise parties mm. at all. What did we miss? We covered the we covered the Paris Accord brilliantly. Uh, we talked about London and Manchester, and if it was a fast food restaurant, uh, the world would stop spinning. So we need to open up our eyes there.
1: Uh, Paris, we're so happy—the Paris Accord. Yeah, yeah, loving yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. It's fifteen okay, trillion dollars. We're not going to spend. Very excited. It
0: is a it is a constant battle uh, not to become cynical about this. Uh, Kathy Griffin. Oh, that's what it was. We got to talk about Kathy Griffin. We have a few minutes. Yeah. That was, uh, that was, come on. What, what, are, what are your thoughts? My, I'm on public record.
1: You're on public. Uh, My public record was just like, wow, you were kind of irrelevant and look what you just did. I mean, she it assured was- she assured she was going to get canned from everything she was currently involved in. If you look at the videotape of her and the photographer beforehand, she clearly is like, we're going to take a lot of heat for this. Sorry for the miscalculation, Kathy, but you've been all over the interwebs for the last two days blaming Donald Trump and blaming everybody else for your stupid decision. It's nobody's fault but your own. Your own. You're, you're channeling Hillary Clinton and the whole blame game thing. Don't do that. It makes you look dumb. And then – And put on some makeup when and you're having to, these speeches. God.
0: And then to go out of her way and she, like, gave that press conference with the lawyer. Like, what were you thinking?
1: Who's like, she going to sue? A, herself?
0: Donald Trump bullied me.
1: How did he yeah, bully let's, let's, her?
0: Exactly, exactly. Oh, I, 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 I had a picture taken of me holding up your severed bloody head. You didn't like it, ergo, you're bullying me. He broke me, he broke me, and she couldn't even get the fake tears going for that. She should have, I tell you, I'm no uh, PR guru, however, I I know this, uh, when you step in it like uh, Kathy Griffin did, you lay low, and I even said this in the video, I'm like, you'll still have your fan base, like, she'll still go, she could still go to you know, to, to nightclubs and theaters and, and do her show. And the gay community will support her. The the people on the far left will support her. But man, when then you come out with the press conference and you keep pushing it, then, then people have to, then people have to actively say, I'm not associating with her. Like Al Franken was still going to do his deal with her until she did the press conference. And then even Al Franken had to be like, Oh, I'm not going to do it. I got to go to Minnesota.
1: Do you know who is just beating the crap out of her on social media? Who? Roseanne Barr.
0: Oh, Roseanne really? Roseanne
1: Barr discovered her, got her her first special. Yeah. Yeah, and Roseanne is just like, "What did you just do to yourself?"
0: The d- oh my god! Like, gosh. And I mean, it's not
1: like Roseanne has never stepped in it. I mean, come on.
0: Exactly. And when she did her thing on the, and here's the th- here's the big difference: when Roseanne Barr did her thing at the national anthem, mm-hmm. I could defend that. I could totally defend that. She knew she had a lousy voice. She thought it would be funny. She's like, baseball players are always grabbing their junk and spitting. So she wasn't spitting on America or, or whatever. She she literally thought it was going to be funny and like, oh, okay, my horrible singing voice, I'll do this joke at the end. And it backfired. And then she laid low for a while. And yeah. then you, just, you just have to kind of go away for a little bit. Kathy Griffin, she's Kathy Griffin, and I said this in the video too. She's got a, she needs to look inward. She's got a self-destruct thing. I totally forgot. She got banned from the View. They forgave her. Then she got banned again. (laughs) Like, she has a self-destruct mode where she doesn't want to be successful. She doesn't want to be famous. If she did, uh, she. If she wanted to be famous and more successful, she wouldn't do stuff like this. You can be, and that's like like Jim Carrey's like comedians uh have to be edgy, sure, be edgy, but be funny while you're doing it. Oh, absolutely. like you go back to Lenny Bruce, Lenny Bruce would use language and talk about society and talk about uh white culture and black culture, and he's you know dropping you know f bombs and n words left and right but it was very very funny it was yeah, very with, very funny
1: same with Eddie Murphy same with Richard Pryor same with Red Fox
0: yes now towards the end of uh, of of his career Lenny Bruce was just talking about his lawsuits he and you know, he was using the and he was the, using the same language but when you listen to those albums it's a chore cuz it isn't funny right so you know Jim Carrey, yes, comed- and these these morons who are like uh, you know comic comics are our last refuge. We'll keep doing funny stuff. Exactly. You gotta your number one job is to be funny. Your your number one job is not to be edgy. And I tell you what, and and oh Bill Maher, that whole thing. Bill Maher apologized, and I tell you what, and I'll say this, and I'll I'll just say it because it's really what I think. Uh, we're 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 running out of show here. We'll have to revisit this another time. What Bill Maher said was funny. That was funny. And if a and, a and if a black comic would have said it, it would have been funny. But he'll apologize and blah blah blah. The danger, like every the, the the danger, and I did this on the show. Uh, this this culture says if you use this word, I will become violent. And you must understand, if I hear this word, I'll become violent, and it will be your fault. And another segment of of our culture says, if you draw this cartoon, I will become violent, and it will be your fault for drawing that cartoon. Mm -hmm. That's so dangerous. That is so dangerous. dangerous. Jim, Jim Carrey should come out and defend Bill Maher, but he won't. No. Because ultimately he's a coward.
1: Well, I mean, the PC police are terrible. Um, and, you know, what was actually odd to me about that whole thing was people were equally mad at, Be- at Ben Sass, the senator who was on with him, because he didn't call him out at the time. Right. Like, so I'm just sitting there while somebody says something, which you may or may not perceive as funny, depending on your life experience, whatever, But somehow because I was sitting there listening, I'm to blame. I mean that was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard.
0: What Bill Maher said had all the hallmarks of a joke. Yes. Including the audience laughing. I know. (laughs) Now, here's the other thing. So if you're going to get mad at Bill Maher for saying that, you've got to get mad at that dude from CNN for calling our president uh, a a piece of uh, shit.
1: Yeah, well, he just apologized to in a very backhanded way.
0: Wow. Wow. It's uh,
1: he it's was crazy. overcome with rage.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. See, and that's it's just Trump's it. fault. You, yeah, it's
1: exactly, exactly what you said. Exactly, you say what
0: you, said. you say something, and I'm going to be overcome with rage. Uh, it's all fantastic. Here's the great news. What? Uh, here's the wonderful news in all of this. Uh, before, when we would do our little videos on the Facebook and all the on on the YouTube, uh, you'd get a. Uh, kind of predictable result. It's it's just growing, and I know I, I talk about it every week, and I'm and I hate to be like I'm beating a dead horse. I just get I literally get so excited about it, like it's growing, growing. You can watch it growing. So I always want to say thank you to the people who share the videos, the people who are subscribing to the YouTube channel, the people who are uh, telling people about you know this show, the people who are talking about the flip side where I really, and I'm, and I'm trying to get back to everybody on Facebook. I'm trying to build a community of like cool people, right. Uh, who aren't, who aren't hung up on this and hung up on that and are just having a a good time. And we have this common concerns and we can disagree. Uh, it's awesome. And it's going very well. I, (laughs) I couldn't be happier with the results. So thank you so much. And, and thank you for going, taking the time, uh, to go to iTunes and just—it's all algorithms, you guys. It's numbers, 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 and the more people share, and if you leave a comment or if you lick a like, uh, you leave a like or you you go to iTunes and you do like five stars. It all goes into the algorithm, and and it grows and grows and grows, and it's happening before my very eyes, and uh, that gives me a boner, and I like having boners. There you have it.
1: <laughs> there you so, have it.
0: So we've got some time to do a couple Michael real quick. Yes, we do. All right. Uh, in the real world, there's crazy laws we have to live by, but in Michael there's a different set of rules. Let's talk about a new rule or a new law for Michael Hit me, Gypsy.
1: In Michael you are actually allowed to differentiate between good and bad and don't have to morally equivocate to say that they're really the same
0: okay that's that's you just broke my head what's going on
1: just all this nonsense around around the terrorist attacks and everything else if if your best reference is to go back to the crusades as a reason for what we're seeing today you just need to stop this stuff is bad and it's okay if we say it's bad
0: yeah and if you're gonna wrap yourself up in a big old uh bag of uh crusades uh, you might want to figure out why the Crusades happened. Exactly. Uh, people like to think that, like, a bunch of white people got together and just attacked. That's uh, a little bit no. more complex than that. No. A little more complex not than not that. What happened. Okay. Uh, in Michael-topia, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Uh, these people say that that these leakers, these people who are are leaking this information about the trump administration their their only concern is a democracy and a free and open society and these leakers are whistleblowers and they are heroes okay so though by those standards WikiLeaks are defending democracy and they are whistleblowers and they are heroes you cannot you can't say Oh, the Russians hacked the elections, and WikiLeaks are Russia, and the Macedonians are behind WikiLeaks, and they're leaking, leaking, and that's bad and dangerous for democracy. And then say, oh, what the guy's leaking about the Trump administration. No, no, no. It's either good or it's bad. Oh. So if they're whistleblowers and heroes, they're whistleblowers and heroes.
1: Also in MichaelTopia, you don't get to unmask a spook and not go to jail.
0: Oh, Did yeah. Did you see that? Did you see that? In, see in that? MichaelTopia. In Michael Topia, uh, Susan Rice gets subpoenaed.
1: No. And a
0: bunch of other people get subpoenaed. No, the New York
1: Times did it yesterday. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An Iranian spy. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: That, yeah. Where's the movie going to be about that guy? I don't know. Well, Sean Penn be in that dude's movie? Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. a big one. I wish we had more time. This this is going to have to go on the list uh, for stuff for, for next week. Yep. It's a, uh, It's an exciting world, and we live, I have to say, in the best culture where we can do stuff like this, and we can talk, and we can joke, and we can laugh, and we can have great concerts like One Love. Have your concerts. Hug one another. Love one another. Live your life, but let's also not be idiots. Let's also... Arm ourselves with the truth I just got so like it just got so like bald eagle red white and blue <laughs> Arm yourself with the truth you guys are great I love you thanks so much for listening uh, tell your friends about it it's 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 happening. you can't keep something good a secret and and people are starting to find out about this. you were here in the early days. I love you I'll see you next week.